Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everybody, it's me Dov and we are here for another Forza Time Football podcast specifically about a club, and that club is Roma, that we forgot to, well, we didn't forget to do. Uh, Colin, Colin, who's joining me, was a bit too busy during the winter break to join me, so uh, I've managed to track him down before the end of January. Colin, how are you? I'm okay. He's okay. Personally, a, a, little, a little bit upset after last night, but uh, it's nothing new from... From this, well, this team, season, anyway. <laughs> well, it's not great. Yeah, uh, obviously, we're recording this after the amazing, or I say amazing, depends where you, what you're looking at first. It's not amazing for you, the amazing, brilliant win uh, from Fiorentina against Roma in the Coppa Italia, seven-one, which is a very familiar scoreline to. Uh, Roma fans over the years. Then, Colin, you 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 told me on Twitter you were at the seven-one thrashing that Bayern Munich handed out to you guys. Yeah. Was it, was this worse <laughs> yeah, so, than that? Because it wasn't a big, amazing Champions League team, and it was a little lowly Fiorentina that had been crap for all of the season. Um, I don't know if it's worse. I mean, I th- I think you know seven-one is seven-one. That's. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it can't, you know. There's no such thing as a nice seven-one. You know, you don't. It's not that you really enjoy it. But uh, I just think I think we've we've talked a good bit on WhatsApp or whatever, and it, it just in private about you know Roma's identity crisis. And I just think that certainly this seven-one is probably at least for me more upsetting because you know this team it isn't good enough to win the league. It's not good enough to really compete in in the Champions League, um, but the Coppa Italia could have been something. Well, it's not good enough um, for that either. Clearly, and well, it just it was just a complete capitulation, and I'm just trying to figure out whether that was because they didn't care, or I mean, I don't think 
I, I don't think it's a particularly talented squad, but at the same time, I don't think they're that bad either, you know. And when you look at it and you think Fiorentina are no great shakes either, you'd have to wonder, you know, what the, you know, what the hell happened? It just seems. It, it, I'm I'm kind of speechless because it, <laughs> I can it's, tell. It's it's hard to know. I mean, it's hard to offer any kind of insight in it. You know, I watched it and the the opening was a bit scrappy. Okay, that can happen, and probably the Coppa Italia isn't. It isn't a, a major tournament in in a lot of people's eyes. I I've always enjoyed it, but mm. and particularly when you're not, you know, when you're not Juventus or or Milan with you know these kind of big histories of regularly winning leagues and competing in Europe it's slim pickings for everybody else you know and even though I I'll probably get abuse for from Roma fans for saying it but I mean Roma aren't historically weren't at that level and certainly aren't at that level now and I mean I say that as someone who as you know you know has you was a season games? ticket holder for yeah. years and years in the Curvisud and you know been to hundreds of games home home and away and I you know I, I love it as a club but it's the, the Coppa Italia for me is what would you say a, a, a somewhat realistic target for a club that's at that level and it's just it's hard for me to to understand you know why they wouldn't try to do something but last night it just seemed like they just I mean they just fell apart well uh, that, that's kind of something that's happened a few times this season in terms of falling apart and and like a bad result kind of kicks off a, a bad run and after the game last night Di Francesco kind of the rumours about whether he um, he was going to resign and, and kind of his future with kind of other coaches Paulo Sosa I think being linked and Antonio Conte as well I mean obviously after last season which I'll, I'll come on to so don't go into it too much do you think he's still is he the right man for Roma the kind of the right coach I think, and again, I've, I, this is something that I mean. It's not just to do with Di Francesco or, or any even any single one of his predecessors. But I mean, this is something that I come back to time and time again when you and I have been out having a, a pint or whatever. And it's the problem with Roma is that I don't think you can have the right man until you really know what you want that man to be. You know, it's a this it's it's a club that I I just i don't think it knows where it's going or what it wants to do so it's kind of hard to say whether or not di francesco was the right man because i don't i don't know what job they're asking him to do if it was you know he was a great player um i remember watching him when i was when i was younger and you know that was a that was a kind of a, a classic roma team and i think a lot of the fans still have, aside from the fact that there was some trouble outside of Trigoria last night, um, and there's obviously an element of the, the followers now that will want to see the back of him. I think most Roma fans still have an awful lot of affection for him, um, and I'd like to see him given the time. But you'd have to say, if you know, if I was in his shoes, you know, would I want that time? Because he's still young. He He's still got, you'd say, he's still got some credit in the bank for for what he did at Sassuolo and everything else. I think everybody knows that Roma is a difficult club to manage. That 
traditionally it's been a bit of a basket case and you know the fans and the the media i mean it's something that probably a lot of particularly if if people only don't get to travel to to games in italy that much um or they don't get to spend a lot of time in in rome it it might not be immediately obvious but you know it's a madhouse it's you know there's just there's 24-hour radio stations just talking non-stop about roma you know there's there's newspapers there you know it's it's what everybody's talking about. You go in in the morning to get your coffee. That's what they're talking about. You go in the afternoon for lunch. They're still talking about it. You know, you go for a beer at nighttime. They want to know your opinion <laughs> on it. It just, it doesn't stop, you know? So I think if I'm Di Francesco, do I say, you know, do I want to prove myself here? Or do I want to get out of Dodge when I still have a reputation somewhat intact and see what I can do somewhere else? Because between last season and this season, I'm I'm just not convinced by the direction and if it's just a case of kind of treading water for another two or three years before he goes off somewhere else then then I really don't see the point you know mm. well you can Im- sorry you mentioned about kind of the direction right I mean I know I was a few years ago you spoke to Palotta the president um and obviously in re- kind of in recent months he he's had a lot of kind of um backlash from the Roma fans who basically want him to leave because of the direction they think the, the club's going, and I mean, what what what's going to be your thoughts? And obviously, when you spoke to him, what what do you think he's trying to do? Um, well, I've talked to him a, a few times over the years, and I've always found him to be. I mean, he's obviously a really smart guy because he's been a very successful businessman. He made a lot of money, and you know, I mean, that that should go without saying. And I, unfortunately, it doesn't obviously because you know when you get to the level of football and Italian football in general, I think everybody just kind of degenerates into, you know, kind of monosyllabic and a mouth-breathing thugs. But, like, he's, you know, he's a nice guy. He's an intelligent guy, and he, he wants to do... I think he wants to do what's best for Roma in, in, his, in his vision of the club, right? But I... And I said this at the start, you know, you go back to 2014 or whatever, um, the first time I talked to him, and my feeling was always that his vision of Roma was not what the local fan base would want to see happen to their club. And I don't, I thought that maybe those two things would would merge or at least come a little bit closer as, as, as time's gone by. But um, what are the two things? Well, Say all right. So say even if you if you go back to, I won't even go back as far because if you go back as you know to Franco Sensi and all that, I mean, it, football was just completely different. You know, Italy was still you know the best league in the world, and Roma, you know, kind of were competing for championships. They they won a championship. Um, they had a lot of great players. Um, I also don't like to talk about that, you know, just to bring a tear to your eye when you think about like the players that they used to have. <laughs> but even then, you know, when when he when he um, passed away, um, even his later year, and his his daughter got involved, um, Rosella. I think you know the focus was. I don't like to use the word provincial because that it sounds kind of negative. But the the main focus was was Rome and Roma. You know, so when you picked up the newspaper and you read her article her interviews 
she wasn't talking about fans in Asia or deals with Disney or you know whatever. It was it was always about Roma, the club, Rome, the city, uh, the fans in the stadium, you know the local players like Totti and De Rossi and whatever, the history of the club and you know the the Roman identity. Uh, in the context of us versus them, you know, so there was, it, it was clear that, you know, Roma weren't, they weren't Milan, they weren't Inter, they weren't Juve, and they didn't want to be, you know, it was, we don't, we're not going to win a championship every year, we don't have the global reach, we don't have the money that these guys are, but what we do have is our identity, and, you know, in that sense, in the mentality, it was like, that That was the reason for being you know that was kind of what made Roma special I don't think I mean even if you go back to like 20 even go back five six years I don't think there wasn't an English language website you know so that Mm. that kind of tells you where the focus was the focus was on the people who bought tickets to go to the game on the weekend and the people who were you know buying the newspapers and ringing into the talk shows that was kind of the lifeblood, the lifeblood of the club, you know. And then, so then you fast forward to this kind of more modern, organised, internationalist kind of outlook, where you know, obviously, it doesn't make sense in at least in the kind of current context of the game to have a team that is that only aspires to that kind of identity. You know, you see the way you see it at Paris Saint Germain, where they, you know, they try to make the Saint Germain. I mean. I think they're going to just take it off the branding totally eventually, you know, because they just like Paris. They want to, they want to brand it that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that they want Roma to appeal to as many people as possible. They want it to be a a franchise. I hate that word, but like, you know, (laughs) it, it, they want it to be something like the Yankees or Manchester United or whatever that you, you just see all around the world. And it's a little bit, you know, like Pochettino over in England when he said, you know, you win winning cups is useless. It's only a boost for your ego. It doesn't help the club. You know, he was kind of implying that what helps the club is is the Champions League and you know getting getting in Can front it, of as many kind of global viewers as possible. And mm. the subtext there is the only people who care about winning the cup are you know the couple of hundred thousand fans in the in the vicinity that regularly attend football games you know and I, I just don't think they're on divergent paths so i think that palada i have a lot of i have a lot of time for the guy i think he's you know he's clearly he's a better businessman than than rosella sensi was uh he runs the club in a better way and i think he has the potential to eventually achieve at least some of what he wants but i i don't think what he wants is what a lot of the fans want and i don't think that either side has made much of a an effort to to meet in the middle so what you're saying is it's going to all end in tears at some point well that's the roma way isn't it i mean (laughs) you know name me you know when when hasn't it ended in tears that's the uh that's that's the thing. I think you know. With the, it, just to go back on that point a little bit, if you, there was a sense. I think you know when the Americans took over, there was a sense that everybody's going to come around to our way of thinking eventually. So we'll just push on and do what we want to do, right? So 
in 2014, you know, Pallotta told me we'll have a stadium in three years. And we yeah. were kind of joke. Yeah, we were kind of joking about it. I said, you know, James, like, <laughs> like no, you won't <laughs> take it from me. You know, as you know, someone living in Rome, I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> like, there's absolutely no way you're, you're going to get it in three years. Um, but it was like, no, 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 this is what we're going to do. And, you know, we're going to develop these players and we're going to get in a coach. You know, we, we're going to get in Luis Enrique to be a more Barcelona-style football. And you're like, well, yeah, that's great. But Roma fans don't want Barcelona-style football. You know, they want Roma-style football. It's, you know, they don't want to be a player stock market either. I mean, that's the that's the thing. I, th- it, I think that a lot of the fans could be more, could be slightly less ignorant about the fact that, I don't think some of them like the fact that a foreigner owns their club and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I think the club could be slightly more sensitive to to the fact that you know Roma is should we say like the biggest small club in the world you know and <laughs> the fans do have a reasonable expectation of if not winning something at least competing mm. and being given you know for the manager to be given the tools to do that and you would have to say that you know since since Palata has been there they no manager has really been given a fair crack of the whip in terms of in terms of play it just playing personnel right like i mean the squad is but it's ripped up every year pretty much that's since since he's come up here the the, the say one or two of the best players will be sold off new team gets kind of created the next season then another couple get sold off and that's kind of been the the cycle over the last four or five seasons right and you can't, the thing, you just, I don't think you can do that at a club of Roma's size. You know, you could do that if you want to go buy, you know, whatever, Pescara. No, if, I mean, you know, they're a great little club. <laughs> but like, or, you know, possibly even a club like Palermo, right? With, I think that's something of a kind of a sleeping giant, right? I mean, there's potential there for it to be a bigger club than it currently is. Um and if you were to buy that and build it up, bring it up into, you know, so it's a stable Serie A club again, and you just keep doing that, that's your business model of, you know, massive player turnover. Maybe the maybe the fans there would be all right with it. But I think with, a, you know, a team like Roma that's seen some great players and some great managers and has often come second, too often come second, and occasionally come first in the league, um, How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't think you can expect somebody who pays year in, year out for a season ticket. I don't think it's right to to expect that person to be to be happy with just being a stepping stone club for for someone who wants to go play for Liverpool or Events. Barcelona or whatever. Yeah, or even, oh God, yeah. I mean, especially <laughs> that. Like, I mean, that's, that's just, but I mean, that's, that's a case in point, right? I mean, I know it's a long time ago now, but you look at the whole thing with, with Mirlan Pjanic and you just think someone who was more sensitive or more attuned to to the local atmosphere and to the the mentality their fans would not have I don't I don't think that deal would have would have happened. That's that's my opinion on it anyway. Possibly, possibly right. Um so obviously things haven't been so good this season. I think you know, we've, we've we've been a bit negative so far. So we'll be nice. Um Nicolo Zaniolo. He's alright, isn't he? He's 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 gonna be the new Roma hero. Is he not? Is he though? Uh, he's scored a couple <laughs> of goals. He's young. Yeah, um, I'm, that, that, that's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure he's probably. He's, after last night, he was probably looking over to the other the other bench, thinking he he shouldn't have he shouldn't have left because didn't he? He played for he played for Fiorentina for a while, didn't he? When his when he was a when he was a kid, um, and I think he's he's. Tuscan, so um, probably questioning some career moves there. But uh, no, in all, in all seriousness, yeah, he's he looks great. Um, I mean, he's he's nineteen, so I just I, I always err on the side of caution with these things. I mean, you can think of you know when El Shahrawy or whatever when he first hit the scene with Milan, unbelievable first six months scoring goals left, right, and centre. And then he went off to boil for years, you know. And I, 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 did the pressure get to him 
you know, did he have to go off and kind of almost disappear at Monaco before he could reappear? Possibly, you know, and I just, with someone so young, I hope he gets all the support he deserves, but I hope that people don't go overboard and, and blow him up to something that he might not yet be. So you're what you're saying is he's not as good as Francesco Totti, right? He's, oh, yeah, probably, he's, he's probably not. But I mean, you know, you look at the guy and he's, he's. I mean, he's, you know, six foot three or but six foot four, whatever he is. And he's obviously, you think he's going to fill out as he, as he gets older. And you're right, he has scored a couple of goals. He, he certainly, he's been one of the few bright spots in a, in a fairly bleak season so far. And it can't, for a player that, that young, particularly in the context of that deal with that, you know, that took Nangalan to Inter the other way um, before the start of the season, people, you know, I mean, people were making fun of him. People were saying, you know, who the who the hell is this? You know, joking about him just being a waste of time. And then you look and you think, well, Nangalan hasn't really done much at Inter, and you know, Zaniola looks great, and he's come into a team that has just been destroyed with injuries and also even if it was a fully fit squad, isn't actually that good to begin with. And he's still managed to kind of stake out a little place for himself and and uh, put in some impressive performances. So, yeah, fair play to him. But, you know, 19 and what did they say? One swallow does not a summer make. So I think <laughs> we'll see, wait and see, you know. I think if, um, I'm looking forward to seeing to seeing what he what he does. And I hope that, I hope that nobody swoops in with a with a stupid offer in the summer and and takes him away before Roma have at least got a, a few kind of a few good seasons out of him. Mm. I think as well in terms of kind of like saying that Roma's season has been bad. I think we can pretty much all agree that it's been not as good as um, what maybe Roma would have expected it to be. But they're fifth place in Syria. They're a point behind Milan. Milan aren't exactly pulling up trees this season. So I mean. Like kind of what you mentioned about like being in the Champions League and that visibility. I mean, that's something that, that they can easily manage, and especially I think that like the squad again might not be the best in in Europe or the best in Serie A, but I still think it's strong enough to be ahead of Milan and Lazio, Sampdoria, and Atalanta and the rest of them. Yeah, but I mean, I just think you know that's a fairly low bar to set. Um, <laughs> I think that you know. My expect my expectation as a you know as a if I kind of put my journalist hat aside for a minute and I just turn into a you know the the foaming at the mouth Roma fan whatever you think right Napoli I I've never really believed I I enjoy I I've enjoyed watching them play and you know I enjoyed what Sari did there I never I never saw them as genuine long-term title contenders, you know, over the space of a number of seasons. Um, I think some people were building them up to be, you know, this kind of new powerhouse of Italian football. And I, I just don't, I don't see it happening. I could certainly see them finishing second and third every year for the next few seasons. But, you know, they're just, the gulf between them and Juventus is enormous. Um, and I, I would expect Roma to fall somewhere in between there. So that that's my expectation. I mean, I realistically, you know, has Roma hasn't had a team that was capable of competing with Juventus 
in in a fairly I mean in a in a fairly long time if we're being really really honest about it. Um, and every season, the thing that terrifies me the most is that I'm like, this is going to be the year when Milan get their act together, you know, <laughs> or when you know when Inter get their act together, and then all of a sudden, Roma are you know fourth or I mean fourth or fifth that's kind of where they at the moment that's kind of where I'd expect them to or not expect them but where I see them being um and I I don't know what's going to change I mean it they could go on a run like they did last season and finish higher up the table or they could fall to pieces like they did last night and Juventus could end up winning the title with twice as many points or whatever as Roma finish I mean that's that's not beyond the realms of possibility they're I think it's 20 off the top of my head I think it's 25 points that they're ahead already um, and you've obviously you've still got a, a lot of games left to play so I, it, it's just it's hard to see it's hard to pick out any bright any light at the end of the tunnel um, and I really wish because I am I know I'm always negative on Roma and I really wish it wasn't the case but it's I don't really, like. Do they do they deserve it either? I mean, well, they got they got to the semi the semi finals of the Champions League. This is a club on the rise. Well, now you're just now I know you're just baiting me because you know <laughs> you know my, you know my opinions on that. I think that you know that that was well one. It, you know, it's a cup run. It's a, it's a different thing. Um, but it also it it was just papering over the cracks. You know, and I I think you look at the just with it totally level head and you know without trying to be funny or or biased in any way and just being totally fair you look at that squad and you think are there 11 proper champions league footballers in that squad you know it, it, aside from mm. okay the, i know the group stages you get you get small teams from or from smaller leagues in eastern europe whatever okay so knockout phases of the champions league how many of Roma's first team squad actually have a genuine claim to be playing at that level? Exactly. I would say not very many. I mean, you know, there are some of them that probably did at one point in their career, but maybe they're slightly on the wane, like like Kolarov or, or whatever. And then there are some young players that, I mean, I think I've been, Justin Kluivert, I think has looked really good. Not as many people are talking about him as they are about Zaniolo, but I actually think in, in patches he's he's looked really exciting and I think there could be a real player in there, but it's just not very good, is it? You look at the struggling. It's just not very exciting, you know? A handful of potentially talented players and then, you know, a, a long list of kind of also rams or just as filler. That's kind of that's where I am with it. So uh. <laughs> right, okay, right, Colin. Before we let you go, um, we just just give me your quick predictions. Then, where do they finish in Syria, and how far do they go in the Champions League? And try try and be as positive as you can. I think, yeah, I I do think top four. I mean, that's just I think that you know the spring will come, depending on how injuries and and comebacks and all that go. They should have a good run of it. Things can't get much, much worse um, than it is. And in fairness, one of their big problems is that you know they've they've also they've been drawing a lot of games. And I think if if they can just 
kickstart it somehow now and just put the rest of it behind them. Just say, right, we're going to finish the season. They could maybe get to third. Inter don't convince me at all, and I think Milan, you know, they're not they're not ready to be in Europe. I don't think I'd actually I'd rather see a smaller team get a get a crack at it. I know it's probably unlikely to see Samp up there, but that would be you know if Sampdoria could make fourth, um, that would make me very happy. So yeah, probably I'd say third um, and knocked out in the next round of the Champions League. It's. I hope that they don't get absolutely pummeled by anyone because I like Di Francesco and I think that you know if he was given time and he was allowed to hang on to a few of his better players for a few years, he might be able to do something. You know, one of the the kind of one of the the tenets or whatever you want to call it of his of his time at Sassuolo was that he okay the the players came and went, but you know, he did actually hold on to a core of of talented players throughout throughout his whole time there. You know, and I think to a large extent he was able to you know to kind of build his his squad and his plans around that. Um, and I think, given the same opportunity at Roma, he could probably do a fairly decent job. But I don't think any manager is going to do a great job when every year your best player or your two best players are being sold out from under you. and I think as an aside with the, how things finish with the fans I think that all depends on how honest the club are with them I think if that's the business model and that's the future for the you know for the next few years I think that somebody should just come out and be honest with it and say like look this is where we are and this is what we have to do to survive um, but lying through your teeth and saying that we're going to compete on all levels and that we're a, you know a top European club and then selling to one or two players every year to to continental rivals is is not is not really you know that's not what a top club does um champions league i think they beat porto and then they get knocked out in the next round uh i hope it's not another 7-1 that's what i'm praying for there you go started on 7-1 and finished on 7-1 perfect um Everybody, you can follow Colin on Twitter. I think it's at Colly O'Brien with two L's. Um, all the links and stuff will be in the description. And he wrote a book. It's not football. It's on cycling. But I'll put a link in there in case there are any cycling fans. Uh, very good. as well. I'll see, see how nice I am to you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hope that wasn't too depressing for all the listeners. <laughs> yeah, Especially the Roma that. fans. I'm going to go pour myself a very stiff drink now. I think yeah. I'm after depressing myself. Stiff drink, have a wee cry. Just uh, It'll be all better, don't worry. Uh, Colin, as always, an absolute pleasure. Same to you, Dov. Take care. Time to people who don't.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 